0: Ultimately, everything kind of boils down to one question, what's the fucking point? So let's talk about it. I'm your host, Valerie Martin, and this podcast brings a little levity and a lot of curiosity to some of the biggest questions and ideas that us meager humans can ponder. Join me and our guests each week as we dig into topics around consciousness, spirituality, psychology, and philosophy, all with a healthy dose of existential angst. And now, today's episode. Hey friends, welcome back to the show. It's episode number 10, which is super exciting because we're in the double digits and I just have big visions for this show. I can envision triple digits. It's gonna be awesome. So thank you so much for being early in this journey with me. I know that there are... Flaws and imperfections. And while that will probably be the case even at episode 110, I know that there will be so much improvement along the way too. So I am just grateful that you are here as I am learning how to be a good podcast host. So, one thing that I wanted to share with you before I get into our guest for today is just to plug a book that I'm reading right now that is super fascinating. It's called Sophie's World, not to be confused with Sophie's Choice. Wah, wah. Um, Sophie's World is a novel about the history of philosophy, which is actually the subtitle by Jostein Gardner, if I'm saying that right. So I believe it was published. Let's see. I have it right here. I think it was early 90s. Um, doo, doo, doo. Hello. I hate when you can't find the page that has that information on it. But um, yeah it was published in 1994. Um, I can't remember originally what language. I want to say Norwegian. Okay, because the um, protagonist of the book is a 14-year-old Norwegian girl who starts getting these random letters in her mailbox from some faceless philosophy teacher that's leaving her these notes and wanting to teach her philosophy. So it's really cool because it's set within this sort of like strange mystery um, fiction story. But within that, you're reading all of these letters that are written to her. So you're getting like a philosophy 101 kind of education along the way with her. And I never really had a philosophy 101. I think I mentioned on the show that I had one philosophy course in undergrad and um, it was definitely not an overview. It was something more specific. So I am really enjoying this and trying to be better about (laughs) reading like maybe only three books at a time instead of five books so that I actually finish it. But um, I'm about maybe a third of the way through it so far and it's so good. So I wanted to just share with you, give you a little teaser if you're interested in picking it up. So he is explaining to her, this is toward the very beginning of the book, where he explains to her sort of what philosophy even is, like what are, what is this thing, what are these questions, why are we asking these questions, what's the difference between people who are asking these questions and not, and I love this metaphor. So he writes, we ask, how can the magician change a couple of white silk scarves into a live rabbit? A lot of people experience the world with the same incredulity as when a magician suddenly pulls a rabbit out of a hat, which has just been shown to them empty. In the case of the rabbit, we know the magician has tricked us. What we would like to know is just how he did it. But when it comes to the world, it's somewhat different. We know that the world is not all sleight of hand and deception, because here we are in it. We are a part of it. Actually, we are the white rabbit being pulled out of the hat. The only difference between us and the white rabbit is that the rabbit does not realize it is taking part in a magic trick, unlike us. We feel we are part of something mysterious, and we would like to know how it all works. P.S. As far as the white rabbit is concerned, it might be better to compare it with the whole universe. We who live here are microscopic insects existing deep down in the rabbit's fur, But philosophers are always trying to climb up the fine hairs of the fur in order to stare right into the magician's eyes. I have chills reading that. So awesome. And, And the other thing that he says on the adjacent page is, the only thing we require to be good philosophers is the faculty of wonder. And as I know a lot of you guys know, I am obsessed with the concept of wonder. So obviously getting into philosophy at what feels like kind of a late age um, is just really exciting to me. So I'm loving that. Excited about that right now. So let me tell you about our guest for today tiara b is a yoga teacher and all-around badass human hailing from district heights maryland just outside of washington dc and i met her at the prison yoga project training here in nashville a couple months ago i walked in that first morning of the training like all sheepish like Oh my gosh, like which table am I gonna sit at in the lunchroom, kind of thing. And there was space next to her mat. And I was just like, oh my gosh, this girl looks really cool and I wanna be her friend. So now we're friends and she is really cool, turns out. And at first, when I was going to record this intro, I was like, oh my god, I'm sorry guys, it's another yoga teacher. I know not all of you are probably into yoga, but you know what? Fuck. Unnecessary apologies is what I'm going to say. So not every episode is going to be for everybody. And I know that some people probably love hearing from yoga instructors and some people are like, I don't give a shit about yoga. So it's all good. But keep in mind that every yoga teacher is also 18 other things. And in this conversation, Tiara and I talk all about her history in criminal justice and forensic work. And we also talk about all kinds of random things from like Budgeting and not buying all the crap that we don't need and snooze alarms and all of that wonderful stuff, just like inspiration that I was not even expecting was going to come out of this conversation. Tierra B is a yoga student, freelance yoga instructor, mindfulness advocate, health and wellness advocate for people of color. Tierra decided to pursue yoga her freshman year of college as her gym credit and found it as an outlet mentally, spiritually, physically and emotionally. Ever since she has advocated for the education and experience of living a more holistic, healthier lifestyle, moving every day to motivate her students to practice self-care and build mindfulness practices. She is a half of Namasip and creator of flow to glow LLC. Tierra has practiced yoga for 10 years and has been a 200-hour registered yoga teacher since 2017. She's a graduate of Penn State University and Stevenson University and completed Yoga for Trauma training and Prison Yoga Project. The type of classes she offers are more flow and breath-centered, free-spirited vibe. She also offers private group and community classes and works with all types of communities from schools to professional athletes, teaching all kinds of yoga, loving-kindness practices, and constantly motivating her students to vibrate high. Tia's aesthetic is positive energy and vibes just flowing, and she is a firm believer that your actions leave such a lasting impact on those you come into contact with. Also, just a heads up, we were having some mild audio difficulties. She couldn't find her headphones that worked right, so we just kind of went with it, but I think most of it is good quality enough that you'll be able to hear and enjoy the conversation. So let's get into it. So you're teaching basically full-time now. That's like your gig, right? Yes. That's awesome. I feel like that's like a a rare place <laughs> for any yoga teacher to get to. Not that everyone should or has to get there, but I just think it's – yeah, it's – you're a rare bird in the yoga world.
1: Oh, thank you. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I – just to kind of jump <laughs> right into this, I think it's also – a super fascinating career pivot for you because I'll probably say this a little bit in the intro um, that I'm going to record that we'll play before our conversation, but Mm -hmm. we, how we met was the prison yoga project training. And so that's sort of like merging your past life with your present life. So I'd love if you would just tell us a little bit about like, your past kind of in criminal justice and also how you then transitioned to yoga full-time
1: oh okay um so i guess i'll start with like how i got into yoga um yeah it was my gym credit in college my freshman year and i just i thought i was like i want to do something where i don't have to do no work (laughs) Yeah. Nice. I didn't know much about it. I was like, I think it just sounds like you just lay down all the time or something. <laughs> <laughs> love it. So I was in the class and I actually really honestly fell in love with it. Uh, I had an amazing instructor. She was, I don't even, I wish I could find her. I'm, her name is Shanny. That's <laughs> all I remember. Yeah. But my major was always uh, crime law and justice pre forensics. Um, and I always wanted to be a crime scene investigator. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to be. Like, uh, on the scene, taking, picking up evidence, taking pictures yeah. of and stuff. All that TV then realized, stuff. <laughs> Right. Then I realized I didn't like chemistry. Yeah. <laughs> and calculus. So I kind of switched it up a little bit. Well, it was forensics at first. Then I switched to crime law and justice. Yeah. So it yeah. was that. Um, I graduated from school, and I could not get a job out of college. And my best friend, she was actually already a federal police officer and she helped me get a job at my old agency where I was. So I started working there in 2014, mm-hmm. August, mm-hmm. 2014. Um, I was a police officer. Uh, I got promoted fairly quickly to a sergeant. So I was a supervisor <clears throat> by, what was this? 2016? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got promoted yeah. um, August, 2016. Mm-hmm. And so that was that. And then um I was like, that job was so stressful. Once I got promoted to a supervisor, it just got ten times more stressful. Just being a young female Yeah, I bet. And having to deal with a whole bunch of older men wow. who wow. have maybe been there longer than you and just the way you were treated there was just not I wouldn't want anybody to experience that, honestly. I don't even my worst enemy, I don't I don't have any enemies, but I'm just saying, you know. And so I applied to become a special agent. Yeah. Yeah. So I actually got that job. I switched over June 12, 2017 to become a special agent. And I went to the academy last fall. So I was in Georgia from August to December in criminal investigator school. And when I was down there, I was just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. I went to, um, <clears throat> I did my 200 hour teacher training in May of 2017. And I was still a police officer then. And I was just like, I can't take this no more. I need to take a break from this job. Mm-hmm. For two weeks. I took all of my leave. I took off for two weeks to do my intensive teacher training. And so I think everything I learned in teacher training was just so instilled in me. And my mindset was so different. I was like, everything I'm doing now is just clashing with what I believe in. Right, right. From like, you know, raising my voice, fighting, like combat fighting and shooting and all that stuff. And I, it was always on my mind, but I didn't like verbalize it until I had got back home. It was like January, and I remember I texted my mom I was in Tampa, and I was like, I don't think I want to do this job anymore. Mm-hmm. And she supported it, but I also knew I had to, like, wait for the right moment. I couldn't just, you know, up and go. I had to have a plan. So I actually had a <clears throat> a phone reading with my, uh, I would call her, like, my spiritual guide. Cool. Cool. And she would just tell me, like, you know, the timing's not right. The spirits don't want you to go yet. Um, it's some things that you need to get over first before you make that move. And so I was praying for a sign, I was praying for clarity. And one day when I went to work, something happened and I was like, oh, this is my sign right here. <laughs> and I text my mom and my best friend and they were like, no, like, mm-mm, you gotta figure this out. So I prayed on it. I went to work the next day and I had to ask them for clarity on the situation. And basically, my one of my supervisors just ended up telling me, no, you can't have two jobs, which is not ethically correct. Wow. Um, I already had um, an approval to have an outside job, which was teaching on the side and getting paid for it. And so that was it right there. Everything else he said after that went, went to one ear and out the other. So when I got back to my desk, I typed up my 2 weeks notice, I prayed on it, read it, emailed it out, and that was it. My last day in office physically was March twelfth, twenty eighteen. Awesome. And the same day I left, I went to teach my in studio class that night. So it was like I was leaving one half of my life and walking into like the new journey.
0: Beautiful.
1: It was very emotional. It's been emotional four months. Last last four months for me have been like crazy.
0: I bet. When you were saying it was so incredibly stressful in your job as a federal officer and especially after getting promoted, um, obviously I can imagine like 50,000 reasons why that would be stressful, (laughs) but you mentioned in particular like dealing with a lot of these like older men. Mm -hmm. So I'm just kind of curious, like was the internal aspect of that job like working with the force and with the people that you had to collaborate with was that even more stressful than the actual like content of your job as an officer, or was it kind of like all parts of it were?
1: No, I loved like honestly interacting with people every day. Yeah. Because <clears throat> one, the police at my old job, the old, my old agency, it had a bad reputation. So nobody liked them. Like the regular workforce, they were just so nasty and rude to people. But I'm like, there's a way to get across to somebody and get somebody to do what you want them to do without being nasty and rude. So the fact that I treated other people with respect, when I left being a police officer and I became like the, the special agent, the criminal investigator, I still got to do whatever I wanted to do because those people looked out for me because I was polite to them when I had on a uniform. And then when they see me outside of my uniform, like oh, like you know, you used to do this, this. Oh, let me get you this or what you need or whatever it may be. So I made connections, but internally, behind scenes, behind closed doors, it was another thing. I use so many other words to describe it, but <laughs> I'm gonna keep it. <laughs>
0: yeah, and that just sucks because it's like you're we need people with heart and integrity and, and, and I'm sure that yes, of course there are a lot of, of more functional, um, offices out there in the criminal justice world. But like, that just sucks that, you know, you were coming in here and trying to trying to come from a good place and it just was not going to happen in that dysfunctional system.
1: Right. I'm such an empath too. So
0: yeah, that makes it even harder.
1: Yeah, But if I had to be stern, I was definitely stern, but that was rare.
0: Yeah. Well, and it sounds like a part of you making, you know, hustling to make yoga work full time is, like, self-preservation. Like, I cannot be in this job, in
1: this place, and be okay, so I'm going to figure this shit out. And it's crazy because... Yesterday, I have been like, actually for the past couple of weeks, I have been like battling with posting these pictures that I posted on my page yesterday and showing how my job actually took a toll on me, stressing out how my skin is a total like crazy 360. Mm. And then how my skin looks now, since I'm actually doing something that brings less stress, even though I do have some days where I'm like, how am I going to make this work? I'm not actually like stressing how I was when I was there. Right.
0: Yeah. It's like our bodies speak to us. And if we don't listen, they speak louder. Yeah. And I felt it.
1: It was, it was a crazy time for me, honestly.
0: Well, and so with the prison yoga project, obviously you're doing a lot with yoga and that's just going to be like one small piece of it. Um, But I'd love to kind of hear, I know we were, on email a little bit, kind of where that piece of it stands for you, but I'd love to hear kind of where you're hoping to go with that. And also why for you, you, you do want to kind of merge these two worlds of prison and criminal justice.
1: Uh, I mean, sorry,
0: yoga and criminal justice.
1: Right. So this is funny because I got invited to a, all day. It was called Replenish the Well. It was all day yoga and meditation retreat mm-hmm. a couple mm-hmm. weekends ago, like just for a day out here in Maryland. Um, and it was basically for practitioners who teach yoga or teach meditation in prisons. And the lady who invited me, she actually works she in a prison under Prison Yoga Project out here. So I'm going to start shadowing, and then I'm going to start teaching in the prison. So it's Hi. exciting. But um I don't know, I just well I'm already trauma yoga trauma yoga certified. So like I've had friends and I have had I've had family who have been incarcerated mm-hmm. and honestly and I've been in a prison, uh one of my professors was a warden in college and he took us to his prison. So we got to like, you know, walk around, interact with the prisoners and stuff. But I just feel like that environment I couldn't imagine being locked up like I'm an animal 24 hours a day or how many hours and I just feel like we all need that outlet and there's still people too. It's um, so many negative connotations attached to being a prisoner, being in prison, being behind bars and it's just like, I'll use that as an example, living in Chicago. Chicago is like one of my favorite places that I've ever visited, such a beautiful city. But you look at the news and it looks like a war zone. And when you actually go there, it doesn't look or sound like that at all. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know, I just wanna, I just feel like my gift is so much bigger than me and I'm just put on this earth for a whole other reason.
0: Yeah, that's beautiful. Like, we're, we're all just this channel for love. And so it's how figuring out how we're going to find that sort of intersection of our interests, our gifts, our skills, our, you know, unique geographical place. And how do we use all of those things to come together and sp- spread more love? Right. Um, but I love what you said, too, about that. Just the experience I can't imagine of of being incarcerated and it's like not even about getting into like what did you do like we can all agree that people need to be held accountable right like that's not a, up for question right. but it's just a matter of what kind of society are we creating when we think that holding people accountable in this way of like you said like kind of locking them up um like animals which is a whole nother story because i'm like animals right. shouldn't be locked up either <laughs> but um But yeah, like, just treating them not like individuals, but just like these things to be contained, um, this problem to be contained, like, and, and that's, I mean, that can crush somebody's soul. And so no matter, I mean, no wonder they're going to go out and just like, not be a great functioning member of society. So bringing programs like yoga in, I feel it gives them a fighting chance and, and, gosh, it's all sides of the issue. Like, I was listening. Are, are you familiar with um, Jonathan from Queer Eye, his um, his podcast? I didn't even know he had a podcast. Oh, my God. I just found it because I, I never watched Queer Eye, and I just um, – after so many people were talking about it, I started uh, watching it. I've only seen two episodes, so I need to, like, get on it. I'm so slow with TV. But I've listened to a few of his podcast episodes – um, recently. And it's just incredible. Cause like not only is his, his presence and his sort of his way of talking is just so genuine mm-hmm. and hilarious, but he is really serious and he's really smart too. So blending those together. But anyway, I was, I was listening to the one that just came out, which is about like, um, he He wanted to talk with a pediatrician who specializes in she's done a lot of research around family separations. Mm-hmm. um I can't remember the country anyway the um she was she had done research around this country's civil war who and the families that got separated and the impact on the children and so right. obviously a great person to be talking talking to right now about what's going on and and they were both kind of saying like well, it's wonderful that this is in the media right now, but this is not a new problem, guys. Like, you know, just look at the prison industrial complex. People are separated from their kids and the impact of that on children is very real and has been for a long time, especially since the 70s and the Nixon administration when it was all, you know, let's just lock people up for these like tiny drug crimes, especially if they're brown people or black people. So, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yes, highly recommend his podcast, Getting Curious, and
1: okay. it's just... I was trying to find the name. I'm about to get it now.
0: Yeah, girl, find it. She, she's all up on her phone trying to get the podcast. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay. Yeah, like, he's just... He's an incredible human being. But the impact of, of the prison industrial complex on the prisoners, on the kids that are separated from their incarcerated parents, like, it's just insanity like what the fuck are we doing
1: <laughs> it's absolutely crazy in that picture of that little girl being separated from her mom mm-hmm. broke my little empath heart yeah <laughs> say, i probably stared at it for about 10 minutes like i kept coming back to it like because i can only imagine i can't imagine how it would feel mm-hmm. if i was separated from my mom like i was just with her last night well i went to go see her after i talked last night and she was like, what'd you come over here for? I was like, I just wanted to see you. <laughs> I seen you in like five days. Like, no, like, even if I'm just like 10 feet away from you, I need to be in your presence at least somehow. Yeah. So like, yeah. being able to have her or, or feel her presence near me, which is, I don't know.
0: It was shattering. Shattering.
1: me. Shatter.
0: Yeah. I mean, especially as a tiny
1: little developing human, you know, yeah. And then you just see so much violence. Like if you're actually, your mom's actually being stripped away from you, ripped away from you, physically separated. You can only imagine like how traumatic that experience is. And I'm wondering. I've been thinking about how are they going to treat these children with the for these traumatic experiences that they're going through, mm-hmm. having them sleeping under aluminum foil, basically on floors and stuff like that. It's gonna be with them forever. hmm you can only imagine how that's going to affect them growing up and life period. No kidding.
0: Yeah. That was one of the things that this um, pediatrician was talking about was like, yeah, the reunification is wonderful. And like, Ooh, we can celebrate that these what 50 something or whatever families at this point have been reunited. But like, that's just the beginning because the impact of that is going to be with them for such a long time. And, Hopefully, we cannot just kind of, you know, be like, okay, there you are. But to have some kind of resources, and I don't know whose responsibility that is. It seems like they're here. It's it's our responsibility, but it's just crazy. Um, Well, and I'm wondering, too, like, so it's – you're coming from this perspective of you see people, you see the individual, you see the human, and you – kind of believe in, by bringing things like yoga into the prisons, by doing some of these things that are offering um, true opportunities for rehabilitation, for learning new skills, for restorative justice. Is that something in your experience that is, was common among your colleagues or really not?
1: Not really. Um. Yeah. Cuz a lot of them, uh not a lot of them, but some of them are just like so gun ho mm mm-hmm. police officer, everybody's wrong. And I'm like, dude. <laughs> the power trip kind of thing. So I'm like, dude, chill out. <laughs> because I guarantee you I can get an answer or something out of this person by just talking to them a certain way. Yeah. Like I can still be stern with them and get what I want rather than being stern and an asshole. Right. So some of them, no. Some of yeah. them, yes. And some people were just there for a paycheck. So
0: Totally. In any yeah. job, probably. It's a mix. Yeah. Um, so shifting a little bit, to back to the yoga side of things what was it about yoga that really lit you up
1: oh my gosh i don't know Mm -hmm. i think i just liked going back to college like she just let us be free i remember one day we came into class and we thought we were about to like do some flows we literally literally danced in a circle (laughs) for an hour Awesome, and I was like, "What?" The hell? She taught, she taught me how to be comfortable in uncomfortable situations. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the start of me learning how to be comfortable in uncomfortable situations because it's like these are my classmates, but not not my friends. I don't know y'all to so, you know just be dancing all silly, yeah, in a circle. and I. I I think that's that it, like I just now, I just always find myself putting people in uncomfortable situations because I want people to learn how to just be vulnerable, vulnerable in themselves. Like even when you notice like you have people in class and you're like, I invite you to close your eyes for a second. And this is a regular community class and it's always that one person like with their eyes open, I'm like everybody's <laughs> on the same level here, everybody's being vulnerable, it's okay to let your guard down
0: right.
1: for a second. Right. So it just, I, don't, I just think it's cool just watching people explore their comfort levels. It just, just flowing. Honestly, it just, I don't know. It just takes me somewhere. I can just, I feel like I'm myself. I'm in my element.
0: Yeah. You're doing I'm, what you're put here to do. Right.
1: I'm just, I feel free. I guess I should say that.
0: That's, I mean, that's, a lot, right? That's right. kind of, that's one of the things that we're all looking for in mm-hmm. some form or fashion is to feel free from right. whatever might oppress us or block us from being able to live into our true self. Right. And, and I think what you were saying about like, whether it's eyes closed or whatever it is, like I get, and and you and I both have that kind of that trauma sensitive kind of background. Mm -hmm. So it's like, yeah, I get it. If there's a reason why you're not, you're not feeling okay to do this. Great. And that's where it's like all the invitational language of maybe you try this, maybe you do this. Um, But I think that even beyond that, there's like, when you talked about this dancing in a circle thing and I'm picturing like All these people going you want me to what in front of other people and it's like that's not even like the trauma piece so much as it is like our own fear of looking silly in front of people and i feel like there's so much of that like i've um i did a training not too long ago where we we were doing more chanting and Mm -hmm. i'm like i don't chant like and it was very not from like a religious perspective but like just from a healing perspective, how powerful chanting can be. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I knew was going to be a challenge. And I, when I first got back to the office from that training, I was sort of challenging myself to, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to teach this to this person. They can take it or leave it, but I'm right. going to teach it to them. But even that's vulnerable for me. Cause I'm like, all right, I'm going to sit here and chant and you could join me, but like, we all could just really get over ourselves, because we're not that cool, right? (laughs) And
1: it's like, who cares if I do this, and why do I care if somebody else cares what I'm doing, honestly, and that's where I had to get, like, that's why I just be trotting on down to the water with my yoga bag, and my mat, and my speaker, and I just be out there practicing. Sometimes somebody may stop and like, talk to me most times people just keep walking and don't pay no attention which is perfectly fine because I don't like attention anyways but I know it, and I, and out of all the classes I've taken that's one of the ones I remember most vividly other than the fact that I did fall asleep and I was snoring one time but, but other than that yeah that's that's what it is looking nobody wants to look silly yeah, but maybe we all just need to
0: to put ourselves in situations where we might look a little silly, and that's really yeah, okay. No. <laughs> yeah. Um, so being out by the water, is there something about, like, as opposed to just, you know, doing your practice on your mat inside your house? Like, what does that give you?
1: Oh, my gosh. I'm so, I don't know, I'm so in love with, the water, I'm in love with the sun, the moon, mm. the stars, everything. But I don't know, just being by the water, just something about it just brings me so much peace and ease. And I can just sit out there all day. Even I don't even have to touch it, but if I can touch it, like be on the beach, oh my gosh, that'll be like, if we could be on the beach doing this right now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just so push we- pause and just take okay. your laptop
0: out to the beach. <laughs>
1: This would be ten times better, but no. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm a water sign, so what's just, your sign? I'm a Scorpio.
0: Okay, I'm a Pisces.
1: Oh, yeah. that's why we get along so right? my Brother, a Pisces. When's your birthday? March six. Okay, they're February Pisces. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So I don't know. It just I just feel like I'm just so much closer to to God to the yeah. divine and i think sometimes like we just take the small things for granted like how beautiful they are like even like the grass or i don't know like a tree but how much how we really need them
0: yeah and that's like being able to To even survive right being able to see through the eyes of a child that like childlike sense of wonder And that I'm reading this book right now um, called Sophie's World, Mm. and it's, like, it's so awesome. I think I've heard of it before, and it's one of those, like, it's been printed in so many languages. I think it may have come out in, like, the 90s, Um, but I'm just now getting to it, and it's, like, a novel about the history of philosophy, Okay. Which is so cool because it's like this little fourteen-year-old Norwegian girl starts getting these letters, and in the letters she's getting these philosophy lessons. So it's like you're learning about the history of philosophy, but through a story. So it's really cool. And okay. but like one of the first pieces is like having to set up like what is philosophy? Like what are, what are these questions? Why does this thing exist? Um, and he talks. The author talks about like or frames it to this girl in in the sense of like, as adults, we, the world just becomes like, it just becomes a habit. We just Mm -hmm. get so used to things. And so then we don't, it's like, oh, a tree. Oh, some moss. Oh, like the water, you know? Oh yeah, it's the sun. Like we just don't even notice it because it becomes a habit, habitual. And so by seeing through the eyes of a child and by asking these questions and always pondering things, it's like, you're literally training your brain to live in a different way and, and to not have these like miraculous, incredible things just become habitual.
1: Mm -hmm. That sounds interesting. Like, and it's cool because when I when I go out there, so I haven't been in like a week or so, but when I do go out there, I'll see some people just sitting out there. And then I just feel like it should be more people out there maybe, right? Right. But like even yesterday, so it stormed here really bad yesterday, and I am terrified of thunderstorms. Fun fact about me. <laughs> I'm childish, I know. And I was about to go into the coffee shop. I was in the parking lot. I was stuck in my car for like two hours cause it was storming so bad. Mm-hmm. Like it was raining so hard, like my car was shaking. Wow. wow. And I was like, you know what? I'm just enjoy it. I'm accepting it. and I'm just meditate. No sound, just the rain and the thunder and the lightning. And it was so peaceful, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like even though I don't like it, I still found peace in it. Yeah. yeah. It just, it, I don't know. It's just so soothing. Man. even just the sun peeping through my window right now. That yeah, that's what yeah. wakes me up in the morning most days, honestly.
0: Yeah, it's <laughs> funny because, um, I hearing you say that made me think about. So we have blackout curtains in our mm-hmm. in our bedroom, and I've pretty much always because people always say like, oh, well you've got to, you know, just for the best sleep, like you want it to be really, really, really dark, mm-hmm. and like. I get for people who live in a city and they've got all kinds of lights shining through their windows. Like, you might need that in order for it to get dark enough to sleep. But I'm like, I do not live in the city. And so um, there's really no lights out there other than like the moon that would be disruptive. And when I was staying in this Airbnb in Portland, they had these really thin curtains, which normally would bother me and i'd be like i can't like why is the sun waking me up but i noticed that like i kind of liked it because it did make it easier to wake up Mm -hmm. and i have this like sun light that's supposed to mimic the sun um but i don't and i don't use it during the summer anyway because like my husband's a teacher so he can sleep till whenever and i don't want to wake him up but i was like you know what Maybe we should just get rid of these blackout curtains and just like really actually allow the sun to help us wake up. like what a novel <laughs> concept. Um,
1: I, I used to have them actually I had them when I was in college. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's because <laughs> when I was in college I just I liked my sleep. <laughs> like I'm not ashamed. I liked my sleep and yeah i had them in college but i stopped using them definitely cuz it was just sometimes it was just way too dark and i would sleep all day yeah like i can sleep if i want to i can sleep till the next day probably
0: totally <laughs> and that's the thing too with like the whole concept of blackout curtains and whatever is like yeah i get that especially for people who work night shift which like arguably is not healthy anyway for a lot of people and the whole like night shift s- sleep disorder and like it affects people's moods and all that. But that said, obviously we need some people work in the night shift. We need people in the hospitals, all of that stuff. But for mm-hmm. the rest of us who are like mostly sleeping at night and mostly awake during the day, like why are we shutting the sun out? i right. asking myself this question.
1: <laughs> and, and I'll be upset. Like if I don't at least get to be in the sun, at least once a week like yesterday I just knew I was going to be outside like practicing in the sun but it just rained like the storm was so bad and I was like well guess I'm not doing that
0: (laughs) so you mentioned a part of what you experience with that is feeling sort of closer to the divine closer to God and just a small question here so what is your understanding of what that is of what God is for you
1: Oh my gosh That's a good question. I feel like God is for me it's that feeling of of joy and calm and comfort that encompasses me mm-hmm. at all times not not just the times when I'm like going through like my lowest of low points it's even when I'm just waking up in the morning, and I'm just like, "Thank you." Like I'm looking, like I see the sun shining through my window. That's God. Like you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah. Yeah. Every everything, like my breath, breathing in, out. It's everything. Honestly, I feel like God is a woman, but <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah, I I have not confirmed that yet, but I'm just going to assume <laughs> <laughs> that God is a woman. But yeah, I just think God is all things, you know, the wind, like if you just stand outside and you're just standing still and you just feel the wind just blow past you. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, oh, I feel you. Like right. I had this right. thing where I take a picture of the sun every day because I just, I don't know, I just feel like people should just, I don't know, just smile, or just be happy, I can't, I don't understand how you can just wake up and just be angry, you know, just be mad at the world, and so I take a picture of the sun every day and be like, feel you, like, I feel the sun, I feel you, and also it just makes me think about, um, like my grandfather too, so that's just like my connection to him, I feel you, I know you watching me, all that stuff, but.
0: Everything, yeah, that, yep. like God is everything, and it's funny that you mentioned the God God being a woman thing because <laughs> that's something I talked about on a recent episode, like how it's so hard for me to read any kind of spiritual book mm-hmm. if they're using the male pronouns for God, um like that right. he does this, and in his light, and I'm just like i I can't read it, I can't read it, and and maybe for me like i was saying it it's not even a gendered thing one way or the other and but like we're all talking about the same thing and right. i love that taking a picture of the sun it's like the albert einstein quote it's, there's two ways to live your life one is though everything is a miracle and the other is though is as though nothing is a miracle mm-hmm. so this idea of like marveling at the sun every single day it's like if you're living your life like everything is a miracle, I get what you're saying about like, yeah, I mean, we go through hard shit and and so we're going to get upset about things or we're going to have traumatic experiences or, or whatever it is that each person might be going through. But if whatever they're going through, if they can also keep in mind like the all of these miracles around us, the sun and the mm-hmm. wind and the the ocean and all of these things, it's like it puts everything in perspective, not that it makes whatever might be happening just like fine and okay, right. but it gives you something else to anchor to, whether you consider yourself a religious person or not.
1: Right. I, I totally agree. And not to take away, you know, from anybody's experience or whatever it may be, but it's just like there will be a brighter day. There will be another day. For you to make it on top or to get where you're trying to go like you have to be grateful, show gratitude in your high moments and your low moments and the moments when nothing's going on too yeah. so that's that's what this honestly this journey of becoming a full-time entrepreneur has taught me honestly mm. because a few days i was like i just want to hold up i just want to stay in the bed all day <laughs> Literally, I've have, I've have had those days. Like, what was I thinking? Like, what was wrong with me? But I can't think like that. Yeah, because I won't get anywhere. And so I force myself when I get up in the morning. Most days I get up like seven, seven thirty, and I leave out the house by like nine. And I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to drive somewhere, whether <laughs> I have, or I have to teach, or I'm just going to go to the coffee shop, or I'm going to go sit by the water, and I'm going to shop. Be productive somehow. Mm-hmm. Spend my time doing something that can bring abundance to me or serve, allow me to serve others better. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
0: So, if you, I know you kind of shared a little bit about sort of your daily routine and that you're you're getting outside whenever you can. You're taking a picture of the sun. You're doing your yoga practice. Is there anything else, like? between that waking time and whenever you have to get your day started or like morning routine kind of stuff or any other practices that are just really fundamental for your self-care?
1: I decide if I'm going to snooze my alarm or not. (laughs) 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 Like I did today, I snooze my alarm. About three times and then I actually changed my alarm twice yeah because <laughs> I did get up at seven and I was like <laughs> I'm still tired I did a kickboxing class yesterday so my body is like oh huh. but um first thing I do hopefully I don't have to use the bathroom because I don't want to like just interrupt everything mm-hmm. but I'll meditate and then I'll journal and I'll probably just sit on my bed just sit Yeah. <laughs> and then yeah. I turn on some music and I like move around a little bit, dance around. And then I'll start to, you know, get my day started. And just depending on what I do have to do, I might have a client first thing. So I'll go do that. And then I'll try to like, I try not to get on my phone. Oh. And, like straight, like going straight to oh. Instagram or something. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I do. But I definitely have to make those are the first two things I have to do and pray. First three things. And then I'll get my day started. Depending on how I feel, depending on how I wake up, how I feel. like I'm in a good mood today, so I'm definitely going to have some fun with my day. Don't know how, but I'm going to do it. I love it. Oh, yes.
0: Well, and the whole snooze button thing. It's funny that you mentioned that because just like I'm like exploring like hmm, maybe these blackout curtains don't help me. I'm like hmm, this snooze button. I, again, some interview I can't even remember what I listened to recently and it was like, oh, I think it was on one of my mentors, um, Jenny Blake. She had mm-hmm. a podcast episode recently on her pivot podcast and it was like interviewing this guy who put together a whole book of people's morning routines And like people who are like, you know, successful in a wide variety of different kinds of things Mm -hmm. or, you know, parents or whatever. And so that interview was pretty interesting. And, you know, she was kind of asking him, like, is there anything that like all these people like sort of had in common because they're so widely variable. Like he wanted to bring in a very wide variety of of experiences and lifestyles and all of that. And so he said, well, the biggest thing was not using the snooze button. And I was like, damn it. I can't stop. I can't stop using it. I've tried. And maybe I should keep trying. Or maybe that's one of those, like, grace things where it's like, you know what? I can't force myself to be <laughs> to be a non-snoozing person. Oh, and it's
1: funny because one of my friends, we uh, – Usually, be like, good morning. I snoozed once today. Like, <laughs> like, I've been doing good, honestly. I haven't been snoozing like, today was the first day, maybe yesterday. Today and yesterday, I snoozed in a long time. Like I snoozed a lot today. But yesterday, I think I snoozed only once. I usually don't do it. I've been doing really good though. Yeah. But yeah. some days it's just like your body is like, I need, your body needs five more minutes. It's not you like mentally your body physically needs five more minutes
0: right minutes. yeah and like who i don't know it's like who is anyone to say like oh you should not do this like this is not good for you if you're like you know what it's not yeah sure could i be like more productive during that time okay but if you're yeah. already productive enough and then maybe listening to your body is actually more
1: important That's one thing I had to realize, too, like, it's okay to, to, like, you know, take a break. Is it Is it? No.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I struggle with that, too, yeah.
1: Always have to get up at the crack of ass every day. Mm -hmm. It is okay, because you still can get everything done that you need to get done, if you really wanted to.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: I mean, you just get an hour ahead on everybody else, but everything else is still going to be there. Exactly. Traffic lights still going to be changing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the trees still going to be right outside of my window. Ain't going nowhere.
0: Right. If, whether, whether you choose once or twice if, or not at all.
1: And if I wake up one morning and it's no traffic lights working and the trees is gone, then I'm calling you. And that's the issue. <laughs> we need to find somewhere else to go.
0: <laughs> right. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Um, so I know that you mentioned like being an entrepreneur, there's there's like, <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen that graph, it's like a meme somewhere where it's like, one minute you're like, everything is great, my being an entrepreneur is so amazing. And then it's like, oh my God, I'm not gonna pay my bills. And then like 10 minutes later, it's like, wow, I'm so abundant, what was I so worried about? And it's, it's this roller coaster. Um, yeah, and it's all up in our heads. And, my life. It's my, <laughs> life. it's my life. Yeah,
1: and it's crazy because it was when I first left. I was doing really good, and now like it's really, really hitting me now. Being like a young business owner, and and when I say young, I mean like fresh in, like being an entrepreneur. Not not age wise. Mm-hmm. Just like okay. I'm feeling it. I have to be more mindful. Like I'm changing legit how I how I live. Honestly, um, like it's some days like I want to buy myself some clothes, but I haven't bought clothes in a year, and I have to be okay with that because I've changed my lifestyle. I don't get those hefty checks every two weeks like I used to when I was in the government. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I just have to be very mindful. Like, does this is this going to bring me abundance right now or do I have to focus on taking care of other things first and then play later so yeah yeah, well I
0: I love that and and I think that that perspective on abundance I think that we're with all this like esoteric or new agey kind of stuff like any of it can be manipulated so like with this whole idea of abundance some people might say like oh, well, you know, you you need to just get yourself those clothes because if you don't, then you're coming from a mindset of scarcity. And, like, if you just live into, like, the future as, like, oh, these are the clothes that I'm going to wear when I'm successful, so I'm going to have them now and live into that. Like, that can be a total right. manipulation of the whole concept of abundance and scarcity. But I would love to hear from you because, girl um, – I go through phases where I get better at it or I'm not as good at it but I'm like uh, the clothes thing or whatever it might be that I think that I need or that I think well if I have this it's gonna it's gonna enhance my experience or I need this book even though I've got 50 other books that I want to read so you have gone like basically a year without buying clothes I find that incredible especially as like a person who's like, in yoga and posting these pictures and, like, I'm sure you could tell yourself that, well, I want new yoga clothes or whatever. How you, have you done it? How have you done it? Tell us the secret.
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I think, I think, like, can you honestly afford to do this right now? Mm. And if the answer is no, then absolutely not buying it like i might treat myself like when i get paid like certain times when i get paid from certain gigs and i might treat myself maybe i might buy like like i treated myself yesterday i bought myself some vitamins yeah Yeah. i love that that's your treat (laughs) (laughs) vitamins i want to buy some running shoes like i really need some new running shoes so i can start running again And maybe the next time I get a decent check, I'll do that. But it's just small things, honestly, very small things that just light up my day. Or I might be lucky and I might be gifted something like um, my big sis was like my mentor. She gifted me this Mm -hmm. journal for manifestation. And I just think it's so cute. It's gold and glitter. It's just, it's everything. So I I feel like things will come to me when... Like, everything will work out when the time is right, honestly. So I'm just okay with chilling. Like, I'll repeat my clothes until I become that yogi who's bringing in that salary that I was making when I was in the government. Yeah, so absolutely. That, because, I mean, that doesn't take value away from the service that I'm giving somebody. It just It's just an internal thing. Like, I don't want to wear this again. <laughs>
0: Right. Like nobody else actually cares. And as much as we can talk ourselves into all of this stuff, like, oh, well, I want to do like, like, say a person's like, oh, I wanted to get into running. But all I have are these like, five year old, like $50 ASIC shoes or whatever it is. And they're like, I need the $150 shoes if I want to get into running. Like, no, you don't. It's one thing if you're running, like, marathons and, and like, right. that kind of thing. Then, like, yeah, maybe you need to pay attention to, like, having a certain type of gear. But for, like, the average person with anything, not just running, it's, like, we don't need the fancy shit. I mean, Rich Roll always talks about this on his podcast, too, of, like, people are constantly asking him, like, oh, what's your, you know, what's the, are you using the Apple Watch or using this or using, like, what are you, what's the exact protein powder or whatever. And Mm it's just like, dude, you you don't need to have any particular gadget or tool to, like, do the thing. You just do it, and all that other stuff is just extra.
1: That's what I'm learning, honestly, because I've always was the one, like, I need this new phone. I need this new Apple Watch. Like, my Apple Watch just broke, and I have been feeling so incomplete i've had mm-hmm. the very first apple watch since it first came out so for it to just like my screen popped off like it literally just popped off and i'm just like what am i going to do wow. how am i going to tell time <laughs> i have a tan line where I wear my apple watch and, and it's just like there's no watch there anymore but i'm learning to just be okay with not having all the newest things like one of my greatest teachers is one of my cousins, actually. And they're so simplistic and minimalistic, and I think it's so amazing. Like, he has, I think he has, like, an iPhone 6 or something. And I'm like, are you going to get the new phone? No, we don't <laughs> need that for They all do the same thing. like, touche. Yeah.
0: Right, right. I think we can learn from that. And I think that it's, I, I wrote a blog post several years ago about, like, I can't remember what I called it exactly, but, like, something about sacred objects, mm-hmm. um, and I do believe in the, the value, like, I know you and me were both, like, crystal people, I got, like, sitting right here on my desk, I got, like, ten little, little guys with me, you're like, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, girl, that's nice, I like, is that a selenite <laughs> wand? Yes. It's beautiful. And like, okay, here's this little, I know you guys who are listening can't see this stuff, but I, when I was in Portland and I was, I got this, um, tarot reading at a shop and of course this little shop had all kinds of cute stuff. I almost walked out of there with another tarot deck that I don't need, but I and did I did get, get away. Yeah. I got like a few of these little like, um, flower essence, like spray things and, and I don't know. It's like, I don't necessarily regret it. It wasn't like impulsive because I sat there for like an hour and thought about what I was going to get. But I'm like, why? I don't need this. I don't need this spray to like clear my space. I can do whatever. Like, yes, the objects can be helpful in certain Mm -hmm. rituals and in certain self-care practices. But I think that especially where we're at nowadays um, in this sort of like very image heavy, Instagram heavy culture is like we are so overly mm-hmm. attached to these objects when we could really just, like, bring ourselves and our Target yoga pants and, like, it's fine.
1: I know. it's like, I need these, the latest Lululemon drop or – and all this stuff like this stuff is expensive. Hell yeah, it is. And I only shop there on the sale rack. So, I mean – I'm not missing nothing anyways. I'm still not keeping up with everything because I'm not buying brand new. I'm buying on sale. Mm-hmm. And if I'm feeling spicy, I might treat myself to something that's not on sale. But <laughs> other than that, no, I totally agree. Like that's like Instagram does then that's another thing. Like I have to be very mindful about the time I do spend on Instagram. Because sometimes you can find yourself comparing yourself to other people's journeys. Yes, yeah. And successes and all that, and it's like, their success is not supposed to be yours, or what they have is not meant to be yours. You'll have what's meant to be for you. So I have to really remind myself, because unconsciously that can happen, like compare ourselves and feel less than. And that's a that's a whole nother conversation on mindfulness, and just, you know, being aware. But yeah, I, I totally agree.
0: Absolutely. You know my time. Well, I feel like I'm super inspired by this conversation to like be continue going outside and to be a lot more mindful of like like you said just being ruthlessly honest with yourself like can I afford this and not can I afford this and put it on like my credit card or whatever kind of thing but like really is this is this abundant for me right now or is this buying into some lie that I need this thing to be good enough, to be okay, to be um, whatever approved of in this culture. So I, I, I'm i feeling really inspired by that. So thank you.
1: Yes. <laughs> I'm glad we got to talk about it. It just made me think about some things.
0: Yeah. yeah. So, so before I get to the last big question, um, okay. is there anything that you want people to know about like, Cause you know, people are listening from all over, but like what you're up to, what you're offering.
1: Um, Offering uh, as far as services. uh, Oh, I mean, I offer, you know, private uh, performance. I work with athletes as well. Um, And I do work in studio and I do do events. Um, A couple, I'm working on some projects I'm really excited about. I don't know how to, I'm learning how like this whole process works so it's really cool like bringing everything together and putting it all together um and an event i am working on is i want to do something for the men so that's really huge to me because i just feel like the men are feeling a little left out right now Mm -hmm.
0: and i always get messages
1: like can guys come to your class i'm like yes my classes are for everybody like men do yoga too it's okay right (laughs) So that's a huge thing that I'm really excited about putting together with some other really cool yogis from the area out here. Um, and yeah, that's, I think that's it. Pretty cool, much. Cool.
0: Yes. And then people can find you on the Instagram at?
1: Yogi.tb, Y-O-G-I, period, T as in Tom, B as in boy. Awesome. So Tierra, what's the fucking point? Ooh, the fucking point is to just be you, damn it! Like (laughs) there's nothing, there's no other point but to just be you, be authentic, be you, because you are that unlimited, free soul, regardless of what anybody says or thinks.
0: Mm, Amen. Amen. Awesome. (laughs) Well, I hope that you enjoy your day and that you get out there and enjoy the sunshine
1: yes i'm about to i'm excited i'm trying to think what i'm about to put on now mm. <laughs> yes girl thank you so much
0: for listening i hope you enjoyed this week's episode you can find past episodes and show notes at wonderwelltherapy.com slash podcast will take you to the place to find all of that good stuff if you're looking for links Or resources or anything else related to the show. Also, if you want to leave a review on iTunes, it helps more people find out about the show. That's bit.ly slash WTFP review. I'll see you next time. And until then, keep asking those big questions.